All right, welcome back to the Local Wisdom Slog. This is episode number six. We're here to talk about the comic book, the rise of the comic book movie and the rise of the comic book entertainment industry and all that stuff. So we set up a panel here. We got Armando on the panel. How's it going, Armando? How's it going, Ganesh? We got Chris on the panel. How's it going, Chris? It's going well, Ganesh. We got uh, Ryan on the panel. How's it going, Ryan? How's it going, team? We got Kyle on the panel. How's it going, Kyle? I'm good. I'm good. We got Derek on the panel as well. He's uh, He's been He's new to, the pan- new to these slogs, so first time here. How's it going, Derek? Happy to be here. Uh, and then we have Dan, who's behind the glass, and he'll be adding various comedic <laughs> comments as we go That's along. right, I'll be jumping in here and there. <laughs> here or there. <laughs> um, so, uh, with Thor coming out this week, and Captain America coming out in the spring, and the S.H.I.E.L.D. show, uh, the comic book genre has kind of exploded a little bit. What are your guys' thoughts overall on how it's going? I'm going to say I'm very, very pleased with this genre and the way it's moving forward. I never really thought that I'd see these characters on the big screen growing up as a kid. So I'm glad, even when the movies aren't that good, uh, I'm just glad to see them on, on screen. I'm seeing that people are putting effort to uh, making these these movies. As movies, Chris, and as more of a movie guy, what are your thoughts? I think they're very entertaining. Right. Uh, I and not a comic book fan, so I couldn't speak to how tight the plot lines stay to the original story. But overall entertainment value, I think I think they're fantastic. Four. What about oh, Kyle, what about you? I think they're definitely becoming huge. Um, I don't think they are overshadowing comics in a way. I think they're making them more popular. I know when I go out and see these movies on the big screen, I want to look up the comic books afterwards. I want to get involved with the characters. I think it's the origin stories that really uh, influence people, really get them interested in actually, you know, uh, sticking with these characters and watching them in sequels and the like. Um, I think what's become huge is the underlying themes of, like, um, of what a character is going through, uh, that kind of rising from the darkness, a darker tone that a lot of these comic book movies have adopted. Um, For example, uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, fabulous movies. Um, Sometimes I think uh, they could get a little bit carried away with the the tone, which is why I think uh, Dark Knight Rises. Where is he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Dark Knight Swear Rises to me. didn't feel like a Batman movie, and I think that's where writers and the like need to watch exactly where they want their movies to go, because that's why, when you look at it, movies like The Avengers are so successful. Do you think the, the tone has, of the comic books, or the com- the tone of these movies, these majestic mm-hmm. c- cinematic experiences have matched the tone of the comic books so far? Uh, like, do you think the tone of Batman the movie has matched the tone of Batman the comic book? In some cases, but I think Nolan, with his Batman movies, have, have took, well, excellent kind of creative liberties. But if you look at Marvel, I think they've been very true to the their comic book counterparts. So yeah, For the most part. Yeah. Derek, what do you think? Hmm. Uh, I think the writing... For me, because I love a great story, um, is important for these particular movies. Um, talking about Batman, the, the, the kind of the entire series, 
I was captured by the storyline. I, I thought the storyline is what captured me, what kept me entertained. I think Batman Begins really wasn't about the action, and it was more about his origin story. And I was lost in the story, you know, which is a good thing because you really want to get captured into the story. And, and I thought that was that was a great way of keeping me for the next movie, the next two movies. Um, so, so I think having great writers come to the table with great storylines tied with, obviously you have to get good actors as well, but I think um, great storylines, great acting, um, it's, it's, it's hard to say if these movies will ever win an Oscar or an Academy Award, but, but I mean, the second Batman, pretty phenomenal. You know, as far as Heath Ledger and, and what he did um, in, in his portrayal of the Joker, I thought that was like A plus, um, and and that was a great choice of the actor and just great acting by him. So I think more movies like that that really where directors producers really pay attention to who they're choosing for the role one and and and, and two, um, looking at those scripts. Because that's truly important. Right. I, th I think what also to comment on that, what makes these that's the story for the Dark Knight and Batman Begins great is just how realistic it is. But when you think of a comic movie, how realistic do you want these movies to be? Because um, you read you read the comics and they're like far fetched. These aren't it's things you'd see in our world. But that's what they transferred into these movies. Now these characters are in our world. And is that a direction that you want to see more? Or do you like it, say, for Marvel's The Avengers? Mm -hmm. It's it's more playful. It's not really entirely realistic. It's more funny for the kids as opposed to Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. They they definitely started off as a lot more campy. And I think the comic book movies now are becoming a little bit more realistic. They're starting to blend in with other action flicks. Uh, we've all seen the Winter Soldier trailer, and that looks like, uh, like an action movie we've all seen before, but it's still amazing because we see this icon that is Captain America, and we know that it's a comic book movie. So, I think if there's a if there's a balance between the fantastic parts of the comic books and maybe like a a human side of the characters, that's when you have a hit. So you see you see the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, and although these fantastic and um, you know these superhero themes are going on you also have these human themes you know struggle with like losing your parents and identity crisis and things like that so if you hu humanize these characters you're going to hit the mass audience you're going to please the you know comic book fans but you're also going to please just regular moviegoers and i think that's where the movie genre has to go i have a question and correct me if i'm wrong but in the early days of comic books, there were parallels between the storyline and what was going on in society at the time. And the comic book movies nowadays seem to be, they're doing the origins, but at a certain point, they're going to catch up and ultimately surpass the original storylines of the comic books. So do you see, you know, the, the comic book franchises starting to go back to, not go back to, but you know, build these parallels between what's going on in our society and what the characters are doing in no, the storylines? I disagree with your underlying premise. Um, I, th I think that movies... The movies d draw a lot on the comic books. A lot on the comic books. Like, for example, in Dark Knight Rises, 
there's a lot of no man's land storyline in there, which is like kind of like an abandoned Gotham style. And then there's also draws on Nightfall, which is more of the Bane origin story. Um, but, um, sorry. Totally. Did you say that I, there's, you know, yeah. years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just so okay. many storylines in the comic book. That they they will never run out. No, they'll never. Run. They will never run out. And that like the time between say Captain America one, you know, Avengers is two years, and then Captain America two is another two or three years later. Like they just don't make the movies fat. They can produce comic books faster than they can produce the movies. And I think the comics so. are starting to adopt the aesthetics of the movie in terms of like the costumes of the characters mm-hmm. more than their plot lines, whereas the movies. They're taking the plot lines from the comics to help, you know, develop them. Mm-hmm. As an outsider, somebody who doesn't read comics but sees the movies, um, I have to I have to agree with some of the statements that you guys are making as far as like the darker themes drawing you in. And like you were saying, Armando, there's a balance between this like super fantastic, awesome stuff mm-hmm. and that darker theme. That, and that's where I think. Uh, the human element comes in and to speak to what Chris is saying, it's not necessarily about a setting, but I think that tone is very much the setting of uh, modern movies and modern, modern storytelling now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where you're getting that connection, less the scenery and more about the tone. Well, do, the you, do you think there's room for, for comic book movies that aren't dark? Uh, I mean, if you look at a lot, like the history of you know, Fantastic Four and Superman and other characters, they're not really dark characters. But that's what everyone wants to see now. I feel, so like, be, I feel they, like they're being pressured to make these movies. So, like, yeah, Fantastic Four wasn't good, but it kind of had, like, the heart and soul of the way Fantastic Four is. They're a family. It's not really... They're not supposed to be killing people or... There aren't really, like, uh, dark undertones. It, it seems like it goes either way. And, I mean, you guys probably talk about this more than I mm-hmm. do. But it seems like if they don't go in the dark direction, they go in, like, the absurd direction, like... Look at the remake of the Brady Bunch, for example. They get totally off the. They just make it into like a joke, you know. And right. and I don't, I don't think, I don't see the the comic book genre like it doesn't seem like they're going. Well, I mean, like, but that kind of like goes into like what makes a bad movie and what makes a good mm-hmm. movie or good translation of the big screen. Right. Like, for example, I thought Man of Steel was not a good translation of the Superman story to the, to the big screen. Like, even though it was a darker movie and. They showed him being more alone and like alone in the world or whatever, and I did not think it was a very good translation. So I kind of it it kind of depends on the interpretation of the source yeah. material. I feel that that movie was targeted towards it's targeted the, towards, towards like towards the Chris Nolan Batman yeah, fans, especially the people who have been like conditioned to that style of movie right now. It was targeted t- towards them, not really targeting the people who followed Superman from the beginning. And, right, but I think it, I mean in this day and age, that's the kind of movie people want to see. So they have to adapt, and they have to write the movies. So but that, that's not the way the Avengers is. The Avengers yeah. is a totally different movie style. Yeah, Marvel has it proved is, that it doesn't have Marvel to be proved, that way Marvel's proved Avengers. that it's a different deal. And I think that's why, in the long run, Marvel's going to be more successful. But um, well, I mean, Mar- uh, well, I mean, this is kind of another topic. But Marvel has hit, hit a grand slam on their whole overall strategy, right? Yes. Like they've done the Avengers, they're doing X-Men, they're doing Spider-Man, they're doing all like their entire array of comic book heroes. They're totally out there for the movie screen. Like what has DC done? Where's Wonder Woman? Green Lantern was a bomb. Uh Flash nowhere to be seen. Arrow the TV show, it's on CW so it gets bad ratings. So I I think going back to um Marvel and adopting a kind of comedy aspect, not very serious um, tone. 
I think in some cases it works really well, but when I look at Iron Man 3, I was actually very disappointed because they, um, one of the characters, he, um, what's his name? Mandarin. Mandarin. The Mandarin was completely botched. I did not like how they they wrote him at all. And uh, as a result, I think, you know, the movie this suffered. I think they got a little bit carried away with Iron Man 3. Um, I, I think it's it's my least favorite of, of the three right now. Mm -hmm. um, and in a way, it, it, it suffered from what I think The Dark Knight Rises suffered from. I don't think there was enough Iron Man. But then I guess the premise of it was that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to have the suit. But um, again, I think it was them getting a little bit... They're riding off the success of the Avengers and that, that happy-go kind of you know, action and success. I think, I think it got a little bit too much with Iron Man 3. So I think they need to be careful because mm -hmm. Man of Steel continued with what like the Dark Knight and what Nolan was going for. And it was, you know, I enjoyed it, but I could see how, it, you know, some people didn't and how it might have been a little bit unsuccessful at parts. But um, I think Marvel, it's possible for them to mess up as well, especially mm -hmm. going forward. They've been on a pretty good streak, yeah. but... Well, it's it, that's very it's it's a, it's a, an opinion. It was really successful in the box office. Yeah. So uh, who's to say it wasn't a success? I mean, to comic book fans, it really it kind of like you know fell short. But for the overall, you know, uh, audience that saw it, they loved it. If you look at the, a lot of the ratings that people gave it, people loved it because they don't really they don't know the origin of the Mandarin. Derek, you're a business owner. What are your thoughts on like how Marvel is approaching it? DC is approaching it. Like from a business point of view, uh, strike when the iron's hot. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's uh, this is the right time. Uh, audiences are going to theaters in droves. You have 3D. You have, I mean, all these different types of ways of viewing movies nowadays. Now Netflix is, you know, offering the ability to, to see movies instantly and and in iTunes. So. People are buying it, so here's an opportunity, you know, for those two large companies to offer up as much as they can. So why not, you know? I, and and on the sad part of it, as 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 a, as a fanboy that I am, you, you're not going to get everything that's awesome. You're going to get some crap that gets that 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 slips through the cracks when that happens. So. You're gonna get movies that are that just don't work. You're gonna get the Green Lanterns of the world where Catwoman, Catwoman Halle Berry. With, with Halle Berry, you know where you know you 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 see the trailer, you're like ah maybe, and then you see the movie, and you're like no, no. you know Benjamin Bratt, um, no, yeah, you know so 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 you, you you have you have you have an opportunity to to, to do some good to have to p p pump out some great stuff, it just doesn't work out. But then, but then on the flip side, you, you get like an Avengers, where, I mean, ten years ago, who would have thought that that we would have been able to get mainstream actors, mainstream actors to actually play these roles of these characters mm -hmm. come together? And now there's even now it's even going more mainstream. Like there's actors who like you would never think who are getting like more mostly in like theater or like exactly. or in other areas want to be involved Absolutely. in the comic book. I mean, I think of like Wanted. Thor. I think of Thor. Right. I mean, who's, Anthony, who who's, imagined Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins is, is going to play Thor's Odin. dad. Exactly. Odom. I mean, amazing. Right. Absolutely amazing. And so that's you know that 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 so that pendulum 
swings all the way to the right or all the way to the left. And there's some middle ground movies as well, but for the most part, it's either great or not so great. So, so to go back to your initial question, it, it, it's a situation where, you know, now's the time and, and let's, let's pump out as much as we can. And obviously I think we all know about the, the, the Marvel and DC timelines of, of what they're trying to pump out. Who knows? If they'll if they'll meet that timeline, <laughs> you know, seeing how trends work out and seeing, you know, because it's all based on how the previous movie does, right? Mm-hmm. So if the Avengers that did didn't do so well, would they really be thinking about making Avengers too? <laughs> right. Know what I mean, I think I think they went in Green Lantern thinking that th- that this would be maybe a trilogy. Do you think they're gonna m- come out with another Green Lantern? <laughs> probably not. Maybe they'll probably introduce it in more of a Justice League. Yeah, or they'll approach. do a different different guy. It'll be a exactly. totally different totally movie. Different, totally different yeah. movie, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's all based on it's all based on trends. And and now it's it's hot. You know, now now it's the time. So, you know, let's see what we can see so we'll see what else we can pump out. <laughs> yeah, well while the popularity is there, let's try to, you know, get these obscure characters and I know a lot of these like really off the wall teams and characters are going to be coming out in the next few years exactly. so let's see if um if the trend is still there exactly. i mean they have nothing to lose you couldn't pull off gardens of the galaxy you know 15 years ago yeah. 20 years ago you know you're only able to you know put out a superman or a batman movie and that was it i think i think what's going to happen and what's going to happen that's going to be very problematic is there's going to be there's going to be a year there's going to be a month where you're gonna have multiple movies that are gonna be coming out. You know, maybe you'll have a, a Marvel and a DC movie that are gonna clash and they're probably gonna have a same day or close to the same release date. Mm-hmm. Then what's gonna happen? Well that's 2015 for you. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of the future, you know, obviously we got the Thor on Friday. Yeah. We have Captain America this spring. Is there one character you guys are looking for? One movie? Chris, you're obviously you're not a comic book guy. Silver but Surfer. Silver Surfer. <laughs> Uh, what about what about you, Armando? One movie, one character, one actor who something you're looking for in the future of the comic book? Uh, actually, from reading, reading this morning, the Inhumans, which are uh, somewhat like the mutants, like the X Men, they might be making their debut soon, maybe within like the next five years on the big screen, and they're very obscure. So I'm just really, really happy and excited that they're gonna get some some uh, you know big screen love. A lot of like people who don't know them are gonna get to see them finally. What about you, Ryan? I'm, I'm jumping on the Wonder Woman bandwagon. We need a female lead. We need a female superhero yeah. who just takes charge, and that's the main focus of the, the movie here. Kyle? Um, I'm actually looking forward to the Ant-Man movie uh, by Edgar Wright. I think that's going to be really good. Um, I'm a huge fan of Edgar Wright and all his films. And Ant-Man, he's the Avenger that's not really you know looked at all too much. I, I'm, I'm hoping he comes out strong, and I'm really looking forward to it. Derek? I'm gonna say Hulk. Um, I, I really felt that the Avengers Hulk was strong. I mean, pardon the pun, but <laughs> he's a show stealer. <laughs> you know, he I was mean, very good. He was very I good. I mean, Hulk. just amazing. I mean, I, there were moments. I mean, the the one scene where he where where this who did he take? He took Loki, uh, Loki. Loki and just pounded him on the ground. That was yeah. amazing. I mean, and the audience totally took it. Totally took it and just was was laughing with that. So, I I think he can. I, I think if they get, if they, if they get, what's the guy's name? Um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo to play that role. 
you know, for 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 a standalone movie, mm-hmm. I think he can hold his own. Mm-hmm. Really believe so. What about you, Dan? <laughs> I want Ryan. I want to see Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Ryan too. DC's got so many awesome heroes that are not developed. Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, uh, the Flash, Aquaman, I, Aquaman. <laughs> Um, as, long, as much as we might laugh about Aquaman, like seeing like an Aquaman under underwater movie would actually be kind of cool. Aquaman is awesome, okay? <laughs> no, Aquaman no, he really is awesome now. <laughs> People love him now. But that may be true, but uh, so I kind of wanted to touch on this last point, and before we kind of like wrapped it up and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, obviously the comic books are there. They they're kind of ne- they'll they'll never really go away. Where do you think? The comic book industry, and obviously I know Chris, you're not a big comic book guy. Dan, you might not be a big comic book guy, but where do you guys think the comic book print media might actually go from here? How do they adapt to this new, to this television movie age? Armando? I would say that... Are they going to kind of go to the same way, more majestic books? Like, what do you think? Well, what I think is going to happen is that these books are going to be basically bridging the gaps between the movies. If you've seen the way the Marvel comic books look now, and some of the DC comic books look, they kind of they kind of take the uh, successful parts of the movies and integrate them into the stories. And like you see some characters that never existed, but um, were debuted in the movies now making their debut in the comic books. So I think like Agent Coulson, Agent Coulson is, is for example from the example. Shield, from all of yeah. these different Marvel you're gonna, movies. You're going to see these comic books kind of bridge the gap between the big movies, and they're going to enhance the story. Do you so, think? Do you, th- do you think they're more likely a comic book is more likely to bridge the gap between say Avengers one and two more than say the Shield TV show? What's going to be the be- what's a better bridge a TV show bridge mm-hmm. or the comic book bridge? They're both valuable. I mean, uh, I think I would say that the TV show is going to get more eyes on it because it's on ABC. So that's the, your big opportunity to, to really bridge the gap there and tell those stories that are in between the two movies. But you need the comic books too. They they can never go go away. Derek, I think that I think the comic book will be will always be a, a sub um, medium, but uh, but I think uh, the online medium is will be basically be that 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 gap filler that bridging that gap will help bridge that gap because I think um, I've seen a number of even like comedy shows on TV just have web series. That are, that are fantastic, you know. I mean, I think of The Office and all right. of their little mini web, five minute web series. You know, they're hilarious and they bridge right. the gap between between like between the shows. Right. You know? So and they've been doing that for a while, like Battlestar Galactica. Exactly. Did it like five, six years exactly. ago. Exactly. So. so, so I think it's, I think that is um, where Marvel DC um, will will be looking towards to to mm-hmm. to help bridge that gap. You know, introduce new characters, yeah. uh, do side stories that right. that they don't show in, that they, they don't actually show in the main mm-hmm. movies or the main shows. I mean, that's an opportunity to hype up characters that they know are going to be on the big screen. Exactly. Like you know, right. Thanos is going to be the big you know the big boss at the, at the end of the Avengers franchise. They're doing a huge story right now on Thanos, reintroducing him to. People who may not have known him before. I think this. I think this topic parallels a previous discussion we had about streaming music and conventional music, where there's sort of this resurgence of older mediums. I think, as a general observer of multimedia, the comic book format will 
always be a complement to the digital and, and screen representation of the characters and the stories. Kyle? I agree with you guys. Um, I think the the comic books will always adopt the what's trending in, in terms of the aesthetics of the movies and the themes of the movies. Um, I honestly think it's going to be tough for some for some people to actually get into the comics. I think it's for the hardcore kind of comic junkies. Um, but for the most part, I see people gravitating towards the, the film or the or TV series, that uh, branch. Ryan, branch apples, give you the last word. Comics are going nowhere. Whoa. <laughs> and with that, we're done with today's localism slog. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, at localism. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we've gotten some great comments so far when we promo this slog. A lot of folks agreed with us, and you know there were differing opinions. Definitely tweet at us, hit us up on Facebook. We'll definitely integrate your uh, the stuff into the show itself. So thank you. We'll see you next time. Ooh.